Hi, we have a question. Thank you for all your useful information on the book of Revelation. Uh, we really appreciate all the time and effort you put into your presentations. You're welcome. Thank you for that. And a question that is forefront of my mind is who is the rider on the white horse? Sermons, articles and different sources of information can have said that the white rider can be Jesus Christ or Satan or the Pope or many other examples. So from scripture and your perspective, could you let us know who do you believe the rider on the white horse is? Thank you for that question and I understand why you're asking that question. That's a great question and it is pivotal in understanding the book of Revelation because it's the starting point, right? It's the it's the first seal. And um, by understanding when the first seal is released, the white horse, it determines the rest. So you have the, the seven seals. The seventh seal releases the seven um, trumpets. The seventh trumpet releases the seven bowls of God's wrath. So depending on when it's released, it impacts the timeline of the rest. Uh, another good point that you're making is also the fact of the um, is the white horse. Who's the rider on the white horse? And when I first came to the Lord, I had that question too. I, I remember going to a seminar on eschatology and um, the professor or doctor at that time was sharing and he said that the person on the white horse was Satan and he gave some scriptural references to which I took it, I trusted because he was a, a well-known. I wrote down scriptural references and I started sharing with people who the person on the white horse is, etc. And until I found someone that challenged me, or well, I asked them and they said to me, uh, it's actually Christ, to which I was shocked. I said, how much more polar opposite can you get you have christ and you have satan how can they be even be close so it's either christ or satan you can't mess up the interpretation so you need to make sure it's correct and thought you know what i'm going to be judged one day on judgment day for what i share with other people i need to make sure that whatever i'm sharing is not based on this person said or that doctor said or that professor said that that amazing preacher said that it's going to be based on the scripture so i'm going to stand before god and i'm going to say well this is why i taught this based on this scripture and says this this and this let's look at the scripture revelation 6 verse 1 and 2 and hopefully what i'm able to share may unpack some answers for you um so thank you for that question in revelation 6 verse 1 it says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four be saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So who is the rider on the white horse? And when was he released? Now, I get it. You say, well, over here, this is when he was. No, no, this is when he was revealed. Doesn't necessarily mean he was released. So who is the rider and when did it happen? The rider on the white horse is Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And he was released from the foundation of the world when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. That's when he was released. Now, in 95 AD, John is seeing what was released right in the beginning.
And I'm going to give you seven reasons why I say the rider on the white horse is Yeshua, Jesus. So when we look at similar occurrences in the book of Revelation and across the entire scripture, in the book of Revelation, you find only two places the white horse is mentioned. One in reference to Yeshua riding the white horse um, at the end when he comes at the Armageddon to destroy the evil um, beast and the false prophet. So that's pretty, in itself, that should be pretty compelling. Number two, you notice that the armies from heaven followed Yeshua riding white horses. So again, another indication that white horses is referring to good and also that the rider on the white horse, the main horse, being Yeshua. Now, when we look at symbolism in the scripture, white always refers to being holy or clean. Never refers to evil or bad. Always holy and clean. Some may say, well, what about Satan that can deceive many by being an angel of light? But please note that this is referring to light, not white. The word white in scripture always refers to holy and just. Holy, just, and clean. Number four, the crown that is given unto the rider on the white horse is a Stephanus crown. It's a victory crown. And throughout scripture, it always refers to the righteous receiving it. Those that are righteous receive this crown. Those that have overcome receive this crown. There's only one place in scripture, which is in Revelation 9, refers to the locusts having a Stephanus crown. But notice what it says. It says that they have, as it were, a Stephanus crown. They had something that looked like a Stephanus crown. It didn't say that they had a Stephanus crown. But everywhere else in scripture, where someone received or had a Stephanus crown, it was always the righteous. Another indication that this, this, the rider is holy, just, and good. Another symbol um, in Revelation 6 verse 2 is the bow. And so what does that mean? Well, it's not part of my seven reasons, but I just want to share this with you, that the bow can represent Israel or the strength of Israel. So now if we look at the sequencing number five, uh, before God does anything, before he brings his wrath on people, he always sets a way of escape, um, just like he did with Noah, or before he brought um, destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah, he removed Lot from the situation. Even the angel said, I cannot do anything unless I move you, that you go from here. And so God always sends a way of escape, sends some someone to... To help them and it will only make sense that Yeshua is the tangible plan of God to free people from his wrath. Number six, notice that the rider came out with no crown but a crown was given to him. Similarly Yeshua came out and he only received complete authority in heaven and on earth after his resurrection. So it, you can see the parallel between it. And that's my sixth point, is that the rider had no crown, but a crown was given to him. So the crown was given to him after his resurrection, which meant that the rider was around before the crown took place. And finally, number seven, the rider goes forth conquering and to conquer. Similarly, Yeshua came to conquer and establish his kingdom on the earth. Then he overcame the world, the scripture says, 
and then he will conquer at Armageddon and set up his reign on the earth for a thousand years. These are seven reasons why I believe Yeshua is the rider of the white horse. Now there are other sequencing things I can mention. For example, uh, if you look at the sequencing of the seals. So the second seal removes peace from the earth. Now peace from the earth has already happened from the very beginning when Cain killed Abel and Satan incited him. So it happened from the very, very beginning. Some people say, well, we haven't, the peace hasn't been taken away from the earth and one day there's no peace on the earth. We have never been in peace on this earth. Never. Um, the second one, scarcity and deceit, has happened from the very beginning. I can't remember a century or in the scripture where there was no um, scarcity and no deceit. And the fourth one, that a quarter of the earth will be killed with a sword, with hunger, with death, and with beasts of the earth. Now, now let's be clear, this has happened from the very beginning. There's always been famines, there's always been death. Even today, a quarter of the earth, people are dying of hunger, dying of, of diseases, they're dying of, of beasts, uh, killing them, uh, whether it's mosquitoes, dying of the sword, people are killing them, abortion. A quarter of the world today and throughout history people have been killed um, with these various plagues so this has been in existence from the very beginning the first four seals have already been released from the very foundation of the world and these things have been in existence from the very beginning so some personal observations i want to share with you well number one you hear well this can't be in the past because revelation 4 verse 1 says that the voice is referring to the future um, that He's going to be showing John things that are going to come hereafter. So how can he be referring to the past? Okay, and that's a, that's a good question. and something I've been to think through. Um, but let's be very clear that the whole book of Revelation is about the future. However, there are events in the book of Re Revelation that talks about the past. In other words, you cannot understand the future unless you see the plan that was set up from the very beginning. For example, Revelation 12 verse 1 and 5 is clearly about the past. Revelation 17 verse 10 is also about the past. Another objection that people share is Jesus is opening the seals, therefore he cannot release himself at the same time. Well, I would, I would argue he could. Um, he is God. Um, but in response, I would say um, Yeshua, Jesus, is revealing the plan of God, which is hidden. He is not releasing anything. Like, it's not like as if 95 AD, he's releasing um, himself. He's revealing the plan of God to John. It's like opening up a, a photo album and showing John. Similarly, Daniel was not able to share. He was not allowed to share. However, Yeshua has now has the right to reveal it. To all who would listen to him. So hopefully this has been insightful to you in some way. God bless. Bye.